route chasing and trend hopping. This is Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Jumping on the cloud of NBA Top Shot. I want that cloud. Hot on the internet, everybody's talking about it. That Twitter account for NBA Top Shot has jumped. So, we're talking about that with Roz Golden Wood. She explains it in a normal person's way. How you can get involved and what are the necessary steps that you can do to get involved with NBA Top Shot. It's the latest thing that everybody's talking about. So we're jumping on that trend here on R&R. JP Chunga, podcast brought to you by Bailey's Moving and Storage. We're legit now. Bailey's Moving and Storage, we move with you every step of the way, near or far, big or small. Bailey's Moving and Storage. Before we get to Roz, quick things to run through. As I'm sure yesterday... You went through and saw all of the retrospectives, all the recreations, March 11th, 2020. Oklahoma had a good one. Tribune had a good one. Ringer even talked to the beat writers, had a good one. But the Jazz on the YouTube page gave a behind-the-scenes with the players involved, the actors involved, state epidemiologist Angela Dunn, the doctor. She spoke to Aaron Falk, and they recreate that day. So... Check it out if you have time on the YouTube page. Very much worth your, your time. Because I think back to that day and I wonder, oh my goodness, did I expect for teams to be playing without fans an entire season or for there to be a champion crowned in Orlando in a bubble? Look how far we've come. Even to Sunday's All-Star game where Jazz are represented with the three players, one coach, so far since March 11, 2020. Add it to your retrospectives that you went down. And I know it's a bummer because it's changed the entire world. But a reflective piece on the Jazz's YouTube, if you want to check it out. As far as All-Star goes, every player had their moment. Quinn coaching, you had Mike pushing Steph Curry in the three-point contest. In his very first time as an All-Star, deserving for him after all that he's done in the Western Conference, if he was in the East, he would have locked uh, All-Star selection way before. But he gets his first experience and even gets a jump ball situation with Chris Paul. Donovan had his lob before the end of the first quarter, and Rudy, with the bounce pass from LeBron, dunking it down. All-Star went swimmingly for the Jazz, and the Jazz had a huge focus on it. With the way that Mike was announced, late into the night, we learned he was going to be an all-star. You could tell how much it meant to him. And how does that stack up with what they did there and the success they, they enjoyed in the first half to the second half? It all starts today. Rockets at home, and then the biggest and most strenuous road trip that they'd have over the second half of the season. And that's putting it mildly because this team has the easiest strength of schedule in the second half. Look anywhere, 538, basketball reference. They're already number one. They have the best record. And then now they're not going to be playing as good of teams as they have in the first half of the season. And they were already blowing out teams. But this road trip, this five-gamer after Houston takes you from the West Coast, Golden State, you're in the Bay, and then you go all the way across for a Tuesday night game against Boston. How they manage that will be huge. But that's why they filled out the roster 
with an Ersan Ilyasova. Recently signed, he was a free agent, had been working out in Florida. And if you're already on that YouTube rabbit hole of watching that March 11th, 2020 retrospective on the Jazz's YouTube page, type into the search bar, Ersan's name, E-R-S-A-N space I-L-Y-A-S-O-V-A. Well worth your time to watch his behind the scenes with the Bucks. Great personality. If you're looking at somebody that could come into a locker room, be light, be okay with his role, if it's not a huge starring one, it might be Ersan Ilyasova. He already has a relationship with management. He was a player when Justin Zanuck was his agent. So he knows what he's getting into. He's another Turk in Salt Lake City. In the lineage of Mehmet Okur. Will he play? We'll see. They might have to go into him because games will be stacking up in the second half. It's going to be game, day off, game, day off, game, day off, day off, game, game, game. Like, it's going to start stacking up with you. And Ersan Ilyasova is 6'10", provides length, takes charges, can shoot the three, could get on the floor. It's still going to be Rudy and Faves as the top two bigs, but he can play small ball center. He shoots 38% from three. He's right in that shot profile that for the Jazz makes sense. And he's fun. Respect. Let others know that you're having fun on the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, we're everywhere. Five stars, nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. Roz Goldenwood, ESPN broadcaster, former Warriors sideline reporter, and she works with the boardroom. So she's well-versed in this Top Shot game. Like She got into it in January, way before anybody knew about NFTs. And there's jargon. I get confused when people brought up GameStop. I was like, okay, let me uh, get GameStop because that's where I bought my Xbox. Let me download this app. It didn't go well for me. But I didn't talk to somebody like Roz Goldenwood. Roz explains it like a normal person. How it can enhance the fan experience. And it makes sense for the NBA. How digital it is. How NBA Twitter pops off. How there's a community around NBA Top Shot. Well, she's in that community. So she gives the primer for normal people if you're thinking about getting into NBA Top Shot. And make sure to stick around for advice. It's right up there with Carlos Boozer, close mount, they'll get fed. This is some of the best advice that you will receive here on Round Ball Roundup. Please enjoy Roz Golden Woody. When it comes time to move, it's always a hassle. Loading everything in the truck, hoping the priceless antique from your mother doesn't break, and trying to juggle the kids and dog in the middle of it all is enough to drive anyone crazy. But it doesn't have to be that way. The friendly, background-checked movers at Bailey's Moving and Storage have the expertise to move your family across town or even around the world. So when it's time to move, think Bailey's Moving and Storage. Call today at 801-218-2640 or check them out online at baileysallied.com. I'm not. I'm I'm top shot curious. <laughs> I have top thoughts. Okay. <laughs> right now I'm at the beginning stage. I want somebody to explain to me why I should be getting into it. How do they assign that these are individual and differentiating it from me just pulling it up on a YouTube clip? 
at, at the basic level, like, yeah, sure. You, let's just pretend that the NFT is an image. Sure, you could see that image anywhere. You could download it and print it out and paste it. You could download it, put it on your phone. You almost hope as the owner of the NFT that it does become mass produced and super popular and goes viral because through the NFT, you are the actual owner. And so as, uh, as it gets more popular and more, and by being more popular, it's more valuable. Others, I, I hope that's the case. Good, because I own it through my NFT. Okay, so which ones do you own? Which, which is your most prized NFT that you have on Topshot? Um, you know, I have a bunch that I really love. I would say my most valuable um, Topshot moments are anything LeBron, Luca, and Zion. I also have uh, a legendary Draymond that's very important to me. Obviously, I was the Warrior sideline reporter. Um, love Draymond. I was also at the game um, from the play just before COVID hit. So I remember the play. I remember the block. It's very sentimental value. But I have some, some new plays that are exciting to me. Um, I, I recently picked up, uh, not my most valuable moment, but I'm, it's me making a bet on him is uh, I picked up Donovan Mitchell's rising, uh, seeing stars, seeing stars moment. And it's a dope moment. It's really dope. Like it's out, it's out of 10,000 counts. So you want to watch counts because rarity matters in this, like your rarity and stuff. But I love it because he crosses over the defender and drops him. He makes him touch the floor. So the play is awesome. And I know you love some Donovan. I love Donovan as a person. Um, I think he's super sweet, super smart on top of really blossoming as a true NBA star. So I feel like I'm almost buying stock in Donovan and, and holding that, um, hoping for, you know, over the course of the, his career for him to continue to ascend. And that's another as aspect of the NFT that's exciting, right? This idea of like through the NFT, my experience with that artist, artist, basketball player is deepened. Um, I have bought into their success I hope they continue to soar and shine. Um, so, and then, you know, there's intimacy there, but there, through the NFT, it also gives me, it, it solidifies the community aspect too. And I think that's at the key of like, what makes NFT special, this community building. So all these top shot folks that I met, all the other people who bought into Donovan Mitchell, we're all there together. And the next step, which is bigger than actually the collectible itself, because I think right now, most of us think about it as these things that I can gather, like a top shot moment or a piece of digital art. NFTs are going to be more about the experience we're having, the way we're communicating, the access to the creator, artist, athlete, um, and the consumer, and the experience amongst fans altogether. That's a lot, I know. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I don't want to get too deep into this, but it's going to be much more than just having something in your wallet. It's going to be, it, why it's important is because of the community, the experience, the connection, strengthening between the artist, or in this case, athlete and the fan. And uh, it also rewards everyone in this process. It, re it rewards the artist, protects them. It incentivizes the fan, rewards them as well. And it cuts out all middlemen. That's a lot, but we could talk more in depth. <laughs> but that makes sense. When you say that you're buying on Donovan right now, just right. for any fan, 
if you want to buy in on your type of player, your favorite guy, if it's a Jordan Clarkson who is having a great year, that makes sense that you're following their career along with this top shot moment that could also get more popular as they get better as they get more popular. You got it, JP. And I think that's why, come on, man, I'm gonna give you your roses. Let me give you your flowers for picking that up so fast. Yeah, and so the thing too is like, the reason why I think Top Shot is really hitting the moment well right now, Dapper Labs has already proven success. Dapper Labs created Top Shot. They created CryptoKitties. They have past projects that have already been successful. And Top Shot is just the tip of the iceberg. So that you've got this company that's been really innovative and NFTs are blowing up. Um, you've got the, you've also tapped into a lot of things that are popular. There's already a proven business and lucrative card collecting business. There's already hundreds of millions of passionate NBA fans. There's a huge curiosity and big burst around crypto and NFTs right now. There's a lot of energy and success in fantasy. There's a fantasy aspect of this. There's a stock aspect of this. There's definitely like a betting and gambling aspect. And all these hot pots are coming together and stirring together something that's just bubbling out right now and captivating everyone because it combines all of these things in one product. How fast does it take to make a highlight on NBA Top Shot? I don't make the, the moments on Top Shot, but... Because um, they're going to be dropping legendary moments, correct? Yeah. I need to get my money together. <laughs> Check with the accountant. Jordan step back against the Jazz. That would be a huge one to get if you're trying to get those retro type of things as well. Yeah, it's going to be a zoo when they start to tap into like past plays. Right now, we're, it's already crazy. You know, don't forget, Top Shot's in beta phase right now. Like this wasn't supposed to be this big, this fast. So they're trying to catch up the demand. You know, they're very transparent about it. But, you know, if they got anything, if they start bringing out, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if they, what, what the plan is with anything, Jordan. That'd be crazy. You know, of course they, you know, but the NBA has the rights to a, a huge box of forever plays. I did I, um, recently Top Shot announced that they would have a new throwback uh, pack coming out soon. And it was going to have Shaq, Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson and Tracy McGrady. And so I'm like, yo, if that Allen Iverson stepping over Ty Lue play is in there, racks, bags, and, and, and it would be worth it. You know, some of this seems crazy, right? I remember seeing the first run at Backpack and it was still early. And I remember thinking, boy, I don't know if I would buy Dirk for like, that's almost $2,000. That's crazy. Like, you know, that same Dirk like floor, I think it was like 16,000 or something, you know, like, it's like, you know, it depends what your budget is. And I, I also want to not scare people away one of the things Dapper uh, and Top Shot has done a better, a good job of now is introducing more um, moments to buy. So there are certainly like dollars, $10 worth moments that you can get of your favorite star players. They won't be high in like tier. They won't be legendary. They won't, they'll be high, you know, mint count. But I think like at its core, like a mother and father and their kids could do this and like have fun enjoying the game together, putting a collection together. And of course, yeah, if you pick right and the players continue to soar, you might see return on your investment. And, uh, you know, I think if it, it just, and I also think a cool part about this too is like that, that isn't discouraging. It's not like only, I do think the people who got there first 
saw some crazy returns that I don't know if it's reasonable to think you'll see that again, but it's not like getting there first was the only advantage. The cool thing about the NBA is that any series of games, there could be a new pop and play that needs to happen. Every season, there's going to be new hot plays that might end up being even more important narrative wise and more important, like, like, excitement factor wise than something that came out earlier so there's no getting in too late it's just a matter of really understanding you know your strategy and uh that develops over time i think the key is like pick what you like and also invest in the community like that's the fun part too like talking with people you know going on twitches going on uh you know live streams checking out clubhouse living in discord can be kind of a lot sometimes but you know i've been in there too and um, that's the fun part, you know? And so at, the, at its core, Top Shot should be about having fun. Okay, well, I gotta get to the strategy room, get my strategy, and then, then I can start getting in on Top Shot, getting my first pack I, and doing that. Oh, the, the hard part for you will be getting a pack. You probably- <laughs> Okay, all right. That's the hard part. So I'm trying to get these packs. It's hard to get a pack and I think that's, it's like, it's, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to liken it to it, but it's a little sneakers happy right now. Um, <laughs> uh -oh. a, lot of, a lot of disappointment because there's so much demand. There's like, they have pack releases of like 10,000 and there's 200,000 people in, in, in the line. Like, it's just crazy. And, but the cool thing is this, I'll say this. Yes. The cues are hard to get. It does. And it, it literally, you know, feels like the lottery, but as long as you're there in time before the line opens up, once they open up the line, you get randomly assigned a spot. So it's not like you had a stakeout being there an hour before. If you get there just in time during the time slot of being in the queue, once the line opens, everyone has an equal chance of a randomized placement in line, which I like that. Like my, I feel like it's like, may the odds forever be in your favor. <laughs> Hunger game style. That's when you get the horseshoe, you start trying to get all those good mojo on your side. If you're already dealing with the sneaker app rejection, you also have to deal with that when it comes to Top Shot, I'm sure. Let's talk hoop. Jazz, number one in the NBA, number one in the West. What have you seen from them so far? And, and what are you liking from Donovan Mitchell in his year four? For the Jazz, first of all, kudos to the Jazz and Jazz fans and Quinn Snyder. This has just been, you know, seasons of building to this point. Um, when I think of the Jazz in the first half of the season, dominance, and I think the keys to success have been threes, defense, and depth. Um, and I think y'all are on, on track right now on pace to make the most threes in NBA history. That opens up a lot, a lot of the spacing uh, for the pick and roll. Um, you know, you got a very championship teams, great teams play defense. Defense wins champions, cha championships. And, you know, offense will get a lot of the credit. But when you think about the teams that won, they were good at defense too. I remember being with the Warriors, uh, you know, 2015 and on. And I remember that was a high flying offense that got all this excitement, but they were a really good defensive team. And at the time, like anchored by Andrew Bogut, like this, this jazz squad is good on D. And of course you're anchored by Rudy Gobert, um, you know, and, and with the rib protection and everything. I, I think another thing to point out here um, is the amount of like shooters, Basically, everybody besides Gobert and Favors can shoot the three. Like, everybody's, everybody's got a ratchet. And everybody, um, there's a lot of depth. Like, everybody has a role. Um, you know, Donovan's really developing into a, a, real, a real superstar in this league. 
Um, you know, Conley, I'm so happy he got his first all-star appearance and he's a, you know, steady vet, um, Rudy inside, you know, rim protection, all that anchoring pick and roll. One of the keys is having a strong burst off the bench and Clarkson provides that, like, you know, he's got that. And then the rest, everybody else has a role and is and a ratchet. They're ready to go and y'all play good defense. And coach Snyder is so intense and such a good teacher and so smart. Like, I think it's a good recipe for this to be real. And I think the biggest thing is like, people are all kind of like, but are the jazz really real? And I think these are the ingredients of being real. Um, as far as your question about um, Donovan, first of all, I wanna say Donovan Mitchell is in my top five, um, top five great human beings team in the NBA. And there's a bunch of great guys, but he is so nice. I've met his mother, I met his sister. He's so kind, he's so considerate, he's so consistent. He's so, he's smart, he's bettering himself. I did some events with him at like, I think either Harvard or MIT, something like that this summer, um, you know. Um, and, and he's, he's, and I think, you know, that type of, uh, that type of demeanor permeates the rest of the team. When your superstar is humble and hardworking, you know, everybody else knows they gotta get in line. And so I think that first year, Donovan caught everybody off guard and he was almost rookie of the year. And then that second year, the scout was in and he also dealt with injuries, right? So like it wasn't quite the same and he had some frustrations. And then that third year, COVID, weird. And also a devastating, crushing defeat for y'all in, um, in the bubble. You know, we paid a lot of attention to the Clippers, but the same thing happened to the Jazz, but you guys are younger and we had less expectations, so it's okay. But I also think pain like that is a great teacher and it's a great unifier that should fuel them i think it will really when this when this very talented jazz team hits the playoffs again i think that's going to be a a, a, a great fueler and give them the urgency they need to understand taking care of business and then um his fourth season i feel like donovan right now is is really blossoming and understanding the game and feeling more comfortable slowing down confident and understanding, you know, his role as a closer, as a leader in the ecosystem. So I'm just happy that it's coming together for him this season. It's been it's been a, a very nice journey for this young man. Steve Kerr, when the Jazz and the Warriors faced off earlier this season, he said this team almost reminded him of the first championship team he had in Golden State in how they were flying a little bit under the radar at the start and nobody was believing in them. And then they went out and won the championship. The only way that this team's going to get the respect that they deserve is if they go out and, and do it in the playoffs. Are those similarities there that you see between these two teams? Yeah, that's a good, I mean, shoot, if Steve Kerr said it, I agree. <laughs> but, you know, the funny part is I was there. My first year being sideline reporter for the Warriors was Steve Kerr's first year. Um, I was with the, the G League team, uh, Santa Cruz Warriors, a couple of years before that and then got the, call, the Gatorade call up. So, uh, you know, it's funny. Nobody expected those Warriors to win a championship. I think the season before they had, like, got knocked out in the first round or something like that. Um, you know, Steve inherited a very good defensive team from Mark Jackson. He made tweaks that enhanced the offense. And I just think also, you know, you catch timing. Like, you know, guys, Blossom came into their own. Um, and so um, they, I don't even think they expected that. I'll tell you what was really sweet about that first run. Like, every single – um milestone i remember that first it was such a sweet year nothing was expected nobody was a superstar or a celebrity yet 
most of the guys didn't even have families. They, there was still a, a, a boyishness, if you will, to the team. Um, Steph had a family, he had Riley, but, um, you know, if you think about what the guys are now, they are legit superstars, future Hall of Famers. At the time, it wasn't like that. You know, Steph wasn't, you know, demanding uh, crowds everywhere just like that. Um, I remember like they would win the divisional championship and there was water bottles being sprayed in the locker room and they made division champs t-shirts and there were hats and every single little step getting to the next round. It was a celebration. It was everything. It's, it's, a, it's a huge contrast because I'll never forget that year, the sweetness of it. Um, because the Warriors dominance over the years, it was still super amazing to be that excellent. But there was, there was, it changes when you're expected to be great, you know, and that's the expectation. So um, there's something in that. And I think the fact that the team is anchored, you know, has a good defensive. I think you guys are like top one or two or three on offense and defense, similar to the Warriors. They were electric offense, um, but also a very good defense. So I see that I could see, you know, perhaps Gobert, Bogut type of comparisons. Bogut was a very defensive guy. But, uh, you know, Gobert, Gobert, what he does on the defensive end is huge. Um, and, and you guys can shoot the three well, definitely. I'm not sure there's anything quite as thrilling as the emergence of Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson on your squad. But that's really huge shoes to hold, to, to put them in. You They're know, the best at it. They're the best They're, at it. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. The best, they might be the best two shooters of all time. So I, I wouldn't, there's no shame in if they're not exactly that exciting, but I would say you've got a great team. And I, I definitely, I definitely could see that. And Oh, here's the thing. Even if you win the chip, you might not get respect. Ain't nobody going to respect y'all until you win the chip chip in that way. They respect you guys as a good team, but nobody, everybody, like, I feel like mad people are like, Oh yeah, yeah, Jazz are number one in the West, but yeah, 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 Lakers. Once AD gets back, it's all good. Or Clippers will take that. Like nobody real. Like it's not a wild consensus that the Jazz are really gonna take a chip, even though you guys are, have been very dominant. And it's funny, even when the Warriors won the chip, people was like, "Oh well, so and so was hurt," or they're just a bunch of jump shooters. Like you can't even care about that clout or that recognition. It has to come from within because the haters are gonna hate. And that can't even, that's got to be outside noise. You know what I'm saying? Totally understand. How did you get to that? The haters are going to be, are to hate and, and internally look for that satisfaction. Like, how did I get to it? How did you personally? Yeah, because for jazz fans, it's, it's like the Arya Stark list of reading off people's names who have wronged the jazz so far. Uh, <laughs> yo, yeah, no, um... I always find it's great to kill them with your shine, kill them with your success, make them feel dumb. Just be, don't even get involved with the trash talk. Don't be doing the media stuff. Don't give locker room material, kill them with the consistency and the wins. And I think the key more here is, all right, it was a dominant first half of the season, but this weird season has like 40 games left in the second half. So I think like the key is like to get the right, you know, rest and rhythm to stay healthy and make sure you're heading into uh, the playoffs with the right momentum. Cause I actually think in the second half of the season, I'm expecting, um, the Mavs to be better than they were in the first half. I expect them to make a push. Um, they dealt with a lot of COVID. They dealt with injury. I think the things, I think there's, they're, they're going to have a better chance to realize their potential here. I mean, the Suns look good. The trailblazers held their position with almost every, like all, a lot of key players injured. 
Um, you know, so I expect, you know, when people are back, they're going to be even stronger. You know, a, hopefully AD can come back and, and be his be his true self. That's a tough Lakers squad. Um, championship experience matters. Uh, I think the Clippers, I think they're always in it to win it. Um, so, and I think they've had a very strong and steady season. It, it, this year isn't necessarily about them dominating in the regular season. It's about them completing the playoff push. So to the chip. So, you know, it's, this is a really critical stretch for the Jazz to make sure they enter playoffs with the right momentum, health, rhythm, and rest measured. Because there's, there's a lot of serious players right now that could be stepping it up in the second half of the season. Well, and Jazz fans, I'm sure, hope that it's their team. A great way to end is to let those haters hate. Let those haters hate! From the wise words of ESPN and boardroom broadcaster Roz Goldenwood, thank you so much for taking the time to join Round Ball Round. Come on, Jazz fans. Come on, JP. Kill them with your shine. Kill them with them Ws. <laughs> Kill them with the number one seed. <laughs> yes. The road runs through Utah. <laughs>